0: an urgent and horrifying news story now, i don't know if this is the kind of hard-hitting news you're used to got some good news and i got some bad news now this could be the big story of the summer network is going to be wanting plenty of coverage what do you mean silly i mean that, that's real news
1: so well, obviously the big story of the day is that joe parker is out as the colorado state athletic director that that's the big story we hit that hard in the 11 o'clock hour. We'll hit it hard again. We got Steve Ivey coming up, our basketball insider for CSU, so that'll be good. Um,
0: but I have another
1: another story that I wanted to get to because, whew, this is rough. Um, so Rick Fettino and his, his team, St. John, they lost their eighth loss, or they had their eighth loss in the past 10 games. He went off on his team. And you, just, you don't hear these kind of things from... A head coach, typically. He said, this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. But it wasn't just that. They were up 19. They blew that. They lost 68-62 to tri-state rival and fellow bubble team Seton Hall. That was last night. Um, and then they f- fell to 14-12 and now is their record. 6-9 in the Big East. Puts them in ninth place at this point. He went on to talk about his frustrations with his own team. He said, if I said I was disappointed, that would be the understatement of the year. Our lateral quickness and our toughness is just something I've never witnessed in all my years of coaching. We are so non-athletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling. And really, it's not about losing. Even winning, when I watched the film... I see unathletic plays. I see people that don't handle the ball that are just interested in taking quick shots. It's been a disappointing year. He went on to say, I think the other teams make adjustments, and we have to make adjustments to move the basketball and take good shots, but we lack toughness. We just don't move our feet on defense. They shot 37 free throws. Throw out the stats. You see it every game. The amount of free throws they shoot, the amount of free throws we shoot – um. Look at what Aline shot on the year. Look at what Chris Ledum led, led Ledlum shot on the year. You're a power forward. You played 29 minutes without a free throw. That means you're not offensive rebounding. You're not getting to the line. It's really all the toughness things. Um. And that's why we're giving up leads. I mean, I mean, he 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 replaced. Was it Mike? A- Mike Anderson was the coach, not that one, not not UNC's UNB- UNC baseball coach or the former Denver Bronco running back. There's a lot of Mike Anderson's angel. Apparently, it's a common name. Patino replaced him, and then he was aggressive in rebuilding the roster. So I, he had a lot of guys leave. He had a lot of guys leave when Mike Anderson was gone. Guys entered the transfer portal. Nine players entered the transfer portal. But have you ever heard a coach go off quite like that? I mean, just, we're not tough. We don't, I, I mean, you hear things where coaches will call out their team in a press conference like that, but he just he just went after it. Just flat out went after We're so non-athletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling. Our lateral quickness and our toughness is just something I've never witnessed in all my years of coaching. Ugh. He talked about the changes and the guys that he brought in, he said, I had no choice. We just could take who we could get, who was available. We had no choice. I don't think we were going to win the first year anyway. Because when you rush like that, you don't see the players. Not a whole lot we can do. Dude, scorched earth. I mean, yeah, we know it all deep down. But is that, do you do you welcome this kind of honesty from a head coach or was it? Did he cross a line? I mean, He basically said, "Hey, we didn't have a choice. I had to bring in players. I just needed bodies, but they're so non-athletic, they can't guard anybody without fouling." Damn, that's cold, dude. That's that's to me. That's I want to hear honesty from coaches, but there is a little bit of a a line. I think you gotta you gotta walk when you're doing your press conferences.
2: Yeah, and Patino is not really one that. He's one that kind of gets that leash of okay, he he's going to say some stuff. Um he's got a great, a tenured career as a basketball coach. Um I think if this was like a second or third year coach and he said something like this, it'd be like, "Whoa, this guy might not be our guy." Um but I mean, this guy knows what he's talking well, about.
1: Well, he knows what he's talking about.
2: Like I mean, he's, he's playing, hell of a coach. You know, way down from where, he, you know, he was at the top in terms of collegiate basketball yep. with they- with Coach K and uh, was it Williams with North Carolina? Yeah, and yeah. He was up there with the Iowa period, Kentucky. Yep. And you know he's kind of fallen down quite a bit, and he's trying to work his way back up. So you know he gets it. And the college college athletic world that we live in now, it's you're going to get these frustrations from coaches because they're not used to dealing with this, especially guys that have been in the game so long. Right. The guys he was getting when he was at Louisville were like, he's getting the best of the best. Man, I'm going to have you for a year and. I'll move on to the next guy.
1: Yeah, but I already know. I've got guys ready to go. These are guys that are wanting to go to the NBA, and so I'm getting those guys.
2: He's at St. John's?
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, a little bit different there. I yeah. mean, they're above 500 at least.
2: I mean, what <laughs> but was they're their ninth. conference? The uh,
1: They're They're the, um, uh, aren't they the Big East?
2: Oh. And that's probably one of the better mid-major conferences.
1: Right, right. So their record, what are they right now? I think I said they're 14 and 12. They're 6 and 9 in the Big East. So.
2: Get a better record and then you can talk about frustrations. I mean, he just blew him up. I, I just, I put him up on this pedestal, but it's also like, there's a reason you fell off that pedestal and well, you're are where you're at now.
1: Yeah, there is. I mean, maybe he didn't know about what was going on there, but it was definitely going on. The sex parties and all that stuff. Sure. And now, yeah, you fall from grace, and you've got to work your way back up, but Saint John's I mean it's not like it's a the bottom of the barrel program
2: no it's no Saint Mary's but right, <laughs> yeah, but Saint it's Saint Joseph's or wherever they are, yeah, All I, the saints,
1: yeah, just um, an interesting look, Big Hub says, why bash your team?" What does that do for you or them? I think there's, again, there's a line. You can use the media in a lot of ways. You could say, hey, we didn't like, we just, we, lately we haven't had toughness. But I mean, he's flat out saying, we're so unathletic. How athletic, unathletic are you? That should have been what the media room said at that point. We can't guard a guy without fouling. Hey,
2: what's the deal with airline foods? Like, that, that's tough. Yeah, and you know, coaches will try to put messages out there to their players and they'll always say, no, we don't pay attention to rankings or what the social media says. Coaches probably don't, but the players, when they go home from practice, they're scrolling through Twitter, they're getting mentioned on Twitter and social media. They're going to see this stuff and they say, oh, whoa, did you hear what coach said about us? Yeah. Hey, we got to show up to practice tomorrow. Maybe, We're or they go. Or, or it's the opposite they say, bump this guy.
1: Yeah, you... Uh... Threw us all under the butt. You're calling guys out by name that we can't get to the free throw line, like lighting a fire. I get it, but you know, so for him, obviously uh, at Louisville, he was he was a monster. He was there from 2001 to 2017. Then it was Iona um, for three years, where he he did well. Uh, it was 86 and 64. His record there. No, that's not right. It's it was sixty four and twenty two. Still,
2: good. So he ended up leaving Louisville after a third major scandal took place. His final straw was a pay for play scandal in which a corporate sponsor, Adidas, allegedly paid a hundred thousand dollars to a recruit's family in order for him to come to Louisville. Mhm. I mean that's NIL. Yeah. That's <laughs> what we're doing with now.
1: Right. It, it, I know Adidas, but
2: they probably, that was
1: probably just the straw, the last straw, the straw that broke the camel's back, Angel, because it was the, all the weird sex parties that were happening on campus that you, you said you didn't know about, but your, some of your assistant coaches were the ones putting them on so they would have recruits visit there and that's what, that, that was a wild story. I don't, you were probably still in school. Yeah. I don't even know if you, were you in college at what that point? Was that? <sighs> what was his last year? What was his last year with Louisville? It was probably a two or three year a year or two before that, maybe 2020, or, or,
2: 2021.
1: Or maybe it was one of those stories that I can't remember the year it happened, but it came out and so maybe it was like
2: said there was three scandals
1: yeah, well, that led to his firing. The sex parties one was one of the biggest ones. And that was and that might have happened year a, a few years before that and then they just obviously discovered it. And then the more details they got, you add that on top of it, it was like, all right, it's time to it's time to go.
2: Yeah, once you get the FBI involved, yeah. it's kind of, yeah. Oh, that's ways.
1: that story is one of the worst ones in college sports. I mean, there's some, obviously, there's some worse ones. I would say the Sandusky stuff. But the sex parties, like enti- trying to entice a kid to come to your school and bringing him to the dorm rooms and basically saying, here you go. You know, that was a wild freaking story. Big hub, but remember when Dion talked about his O line to the media? This coach might be worse than Dion that day. Yeah, I think there's definitely a line. I think there's a line you just don't you just don't cross.
2: Well, and there's you know we talked about it a lot. Like there's this there's a leash there. Dion has a bit of a quite a bit of a long leash because he's Dion Sanders, and if you don't write great things about him, he's going to come after you in a press conference. Mm-hmm. So he can say almost whatever he wants, and. Nine out of ten reporters are probably going to write the positive story out of it, right? Like Dion's inspiring these kids to work harder and put more effort into their play. And then there's one reporter saying Dion calls out his offensive linemen. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, some I, again, coaches have that, that. Just kind of, I don't know what the word
1: well, is. Well, Patino but. certainly is going to get the respect. They're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But I think he's flailing a little bit right now. But you're right. He is a great head coach. He's won a lot. So I suppose if there was a guy that is given some sort of a pass on this, it might be him. Yeah, Angel, this was back in 2016, March of 2016. And uh, the story broke. At least three former University of Louisville's men's basketball recruits have confirmed to NCAA investigators that they attended parties inside an on-campus dorm where strippers danced for them and prostitutes were paid to have sex with them, a source close to the NCAA investigation told outside the lines. And that was the one where Patino's like, I didn't know that was going on. Somebody put those on, though. Somebody was doing that.
2: Connor Stallions?
1: <laughs> Maybe.
2: One of those guys?
1: Like a Connor Stallions type of guy. Probably. Hey, do what you gotta do to get him here. I don't care what it is. He probably said it, like, jokingly, like in passing. Hey, man, I don't care what you gotta do to get him here. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, man. You just make it happen. And then that guy walked away and like, Sex, drugs, and rock part. and roll. Say no more, coach. Done. What's my
2: budget on this? Yeah, what's my budget? <laughs> How bad do you want this five-star?
1: <laughs> wow. That was a wild story. I, I remember when that came out. Aaron, do they even bother collecting defensive stats in the NBA All-Star Game anymore? I mean, why even collect stats? Like, the NBA and Adam Silver... Adam Silver had to be sick to his stomach watching this because he has come out and said, we got to get better here. He said Saturday night, I think we're going to see a really good game. So Larry Bird was talking about He's like, hey, in order for it to keep my attention, I want to see a competitive game. I want to see these guys try on defense. 211 to 186. They I mean, all they just, all agreed to not play absurd defense. Numbers,
2: like that's just absurd.
1: It's just absurd Yeah,
2: that's a lot of points, and that's a lot of standing around watching, watching guys shoot, doing you know hopscotch, hot potato with the ball. Yeah,
1: like to get a layup. It's, and it's like as much this as is I not like basketball. as much as I like the Joker Luca thing, like seeing them hang out. It's fun, but that little two man weave thing that they did, it's not basketball. Like they're taking advantage of You know what's funny is I don't necessarily blame the players. They just took advantage of it. I'm not playing defense for you. It's a long freaking season. I'm not going to go 100% cuz yeah, I'm teams barely 100% are, are, are now.
2: Fourth in the conference right now playing for a playoff spot. I need to be healthy.
1: Yeah, this is something on the NBA where you either got to you either got to make this at the end of the season, but you won't have your best stars make it at the end of the playoffs. I don't know. People don't want to do that either. Because you're done. It's a long season. You want to go on vacation, and once you, where, however far you go, you want to go. I, I don't know the fix. How do you make it more competitive? Do you shorten it? Do you shorten? Do you just do like, you know, half the you know five six minute quarters? still say, hey, I want you to go hard in these quarters, but they're not going to be that long. I I don't, I don't know.
2: know how hard they're going to be going.
1: Well, and like, it used to be fans really like seeing a lot of points, but this is to the point where it's
2: it's hurting it's the game. Yeah. Two hundred points. I get there's no defense, but like that's not even an actual score.
1: Yeah, man, that's awful. Um, Silver was not happy. He was like outwardly showing frustration. He was annoyed. He said he said this, but he said it in like an annoyed way. And to the Eastern Conference All Stars, you scored the most points. Well, congratulations. Like he didn't even say you won. He just said you scored the most points. You nobody won in that game. Silly. 20 minutes after the hour, CSU got a huge win. I know we're talking Joe Parker a lot today, uh, but CSU got a huge win over the weekend against Utah State. It flipped the Mountain West Conference upside down. Now it's setting up for a massive game in the pit against New Mexico coming up on Wednesday. Let's talk to Steve Ivey. He is our CSU basketball insider. He's on the mend. He's feeling better. So we'll, ha- we'll be thrilled to catch up with him coming up next. Let's take a quick break. It's the whole show powered by Chevron. On Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA.
0: Football season is over. It's all over. But college basketball is heating up. Here are UNC Bears, Hoops, and Westwood One's coverage of college basketball and Northern Colorado's voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. This
2: is Nico Medved, the men's basketball coach of the Colorado State Rams, and you're listening to The Hull Show
0: on 1310 KFKA.
1: Just 25 minutes after the hour, welcome into The Hull Show. Uh, glad you guys could be with us here today. Steve Ivey is joining me now, the Swole Cracker. He uh, does his CSU Rams hoops podcast. You can find his his blog each and every week, CrackersCollegeHoops.wordpress.com, or find his his uh, podcast on Spotify, Crackers College Hoops Podcast on Spotify. Steve, first and foremost, man, I'm just glad you're you're on the mend. You're feeling better. Uh, I know the Rams world was uh, was worried about. You you my friend so that that that's the big news first off man
0: brady thanks so much yeah everybody was so kind to me um having gone through a bout with uh, covid and then pneumonia which put me in the hospital but i'm i'm on the mend and i'm doing better now and uh and it's great to have a, a great college basketball team in town playing well so um uh, i'm back
1: well, and that's that's awesome. That's great because we need the world is better when Steve Ivy is back for sure. Uh, Steve, kind of some news today, man. I, I don't know if you heard, but apparently uh, there was a shakeup at CSU today.
0: Yeah, and, and <laughs> on a day when we should be excited that CSU has moved back into the AP poll at twenty-two, right, and twenty-fourth in the coaches poll, that the the news of Joe Parker certainly outweighs that. It's a it's a pretty big deal. I really like what you said about Joe. Um, I actually have a nice relationship with Joe as well. Um, he has uh, he and his wife have golden retrievers. They have a new puppy named Lucy. And we talk all the time about golden retrievers. Cause that's what my, my wife and I have. So um, it's, it's tough on me because he's always been great with me, but, um, to be honest with you, Brady, it was time for a change,
1: yeah, and that's how I feel. Um, to, as, as brutal as it, this in, this industry can be, you know. And in, in this media, people like us, Steve, whatever we we develop relationships with coaches and 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 ads, whatever. And some of them you like, some of them you don't like, some of them you're just fine with. Um, but this is one though where I, you know, I did. I had a pretty good relationship with Joe. We weren't best friends, but I could text him, and he would eventually text me back, and he jumped on the show quite a bit, so I do appreciate him for that. Okay, so, but Steve, you you brought something up right at the start of this thing. With the big news about CSU getting back into the AP Top 25, and then the coaches pull, they're at 24— this move is does have a lot of people asking the question why now, especially when you want you do want all of your focus to be on what Nico Medved and company are doing with uh, with this basketball team.
0: Yeah, and I, 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 if I were to guess what's going on behind the scenes, I mean, we've got the President Parsons is she's a real go getter, and you talked about it earlier. Um, And I think, I think football's driving the bus here, Brady. Um, Yeah, I do too. I think I, I, I had numerous stuff back and forth during football games with my friends Joel and Mike from ramnation.com last fall saying there's, uh, she's got to be thinking about making a change. And they'd say Norvell. And I said, no, Joe, because it's been going on for years. He hasn't, he hasn't fixed the football issue. And we know football drives the bus. So I think that's first and foremost. Secondly, um, I've heard some things um, uh, behind the scenes, and these are unconfirmed, Brady, so take it with a grain of salt, but I've heard there's been a little bit of a conflict with the athletic department and the NIL collectives in terms of uh, raising money for the RAM club versus Nil and that's a that's a conflict that exists at a lot of universities around the country but i've I've heard there has been issues uh, has been issues there, and then third. Um, I think we're all interested in seeing uh, seeing uh, uh, things done with Nico, and I don't know where that stands in terms of keeping him, but I think that's – I'm guessing the president is stepping in, going, making sure that uh, things are done right in terms of keeping Nico around with all the uh, – The rumors going around in the outside world about him possibly moving on this year yeah
1: well and and steve i saw a couple of tweets that said hey i hope this doesn't mean they're going to go get a guy that's all football all the time well i actually felt and this again according to people that i've talked to in the past that the opposite was going on that even though football was the biggest issue um, that was one of the programs that got the attention whereas i had heard you know, take it take it as you will. The, the basketball program at times felt ignored. So I if I were that Rams fan today that's worried that maybe you're going to get a guy that's too focused on football, I, I feel like maybe that's what was going on already, Steve, and maybe I'm off on that.
0: No, I, I, and you know what? I, I think they need to fix the football thing. You fix the football thing and everything else follows. Um, the basketball program is in great shape. Nico is here. Um, I hope we can keep them. I hope they can investigate uh, some uh, longer-term kind of deals with them and keep them around. Um, and I hope they can continue to invest in the program. There's all kinds of uh, things that need to happen, both in terms of uh, getting the NIL dollars up, but also... You know, things like, uh, money to support the program in terms of charter flights and all that. They don't charter to every game like, uh, major universities do. And I'll be honest with you, that can cost them games during the season. So, um, hopefully it'll lead to more funding for the, uh, for the basketball program too. But first and foremost, they do have to get this football issue fixed. Yeah, they
1: do. I mean, you're, you're right. You, you've got to have that right blend now. And I was saying this to Kevin earlier, Steve. The job that Joe Parker took in 2015, that job is different than it is now. Um, dealing with NIL, dealing with Transfer Portal, the pressures out there are be- bigger than ever. There's more pressure to succeed than ever before because you're losing good players at the drop of a hat. So this uh, this next person, you know, it's, it's going to be a harder job than it was when Joe Parker took it.
0: Absolutely, I, I'm with you 100 percent on that. And uh, uh, college athletics, we, we're watching it change uh, day, virtually daily, right in front of our very eyes. Um, and uh, and it, it's it's a hard thing, but um, other other people are being successful. We're seeing other people within the conference, uh, Mountain West Conference, that are moving forward. I think if you look at Boise State and San Diego State, they're certainly moving forward, and CSU has the funding and has the support to be every every bit as much uh, in that class as those two schools. So um, I'm excited to see what happens next.
1: Well, I'm excited for this one, Steve, on February 21st, a couple days away, Colorado State. New Mexico in the pit. The Rams have struggled on the road, but they have, perhaps more importantly, taken care of business at home. They whooped up on Utah State, and it was a big night all around, a very special night too. Now you got your sights set on New Mexico, very difficult place to play, but right now this conference is completely wide open. It is insanity. It's March Madness before March Madness, Steve.
0: It's absolutely crazy. It is. It's, I mean, we have no one with less than four losses right now in the conference, and you've got seven teams that have four or five losses. So everybody is pretty much within one game of each other. Um, there was a the game, uh, the, the really interesting game on Saturday night was Nevada and UNLV, and UNLV was five minutes away from moving into first place. They blow the game in the last five minutes, and now they're in seventh place. It's crazy. Um, and this game with New Mexico certainly is huge. Both both CSU and New Mexico have five losses. They're obviously both still battling uh, uh, to, get a, uh, to, to, to get into the March Madness uh, thing as an at-large team. New Mexico is probably a little further behind. They don't have quite the resume from the non-conference schedule that CSU did. And they're coming off a tough loss at uh, – At uh, San Diego State. So they're, they're going to be up for it in a big way, playing in front of, you know, probably something close to a sellout of 15,000 people at the pit. And CSU is still trying to keep grinding away wins. There's still a belief that they can, uh, they can close out the season on a, on a long winning streak and, and possibly get up into that, uh, the top of the conference. So it's going to be a crazy game. Uh, CSU won the first game by eight points. It was a close game and then CSU blew it open in the second half. This is going to be a crazy game in the pit on Wednesday night, and sometimes those games can turn into roller derby. That can be very interesting down there. Yeah,
1: well, and, and you know, I thought this Utah State game over the weekend, I thought, okay, you know, if you lose it, you're probably out as far as winning the regular season title, not out of the March Madness discussions. But you win this thing, and it flips it upside down, which they did, and they did it so convincingly, it was enough for um, the powers that be to move them up in both of the rankings rankings today i mean it's just that was that big of a win if you can follow that up somehow pull off this likely upset against new mexico i mean that's it you you punch the ticket you're in now you just got to do the uh well i guess the easy part steve maybe not is uh just go ahead and win the regular season yeah there's
0: there's no easy games the rest of the year but you know it's, what's funny you know here we are we move into move back into the top 25 when was the last time a team moved back into the top twenty-five after getting beaten a half, forty-one to eleven? Right, <laughs> that is um, crazy. Go, Good point. And you, and you go, that's the respect that they have. People watch them. People observe. They look not just at the uh, at the advanced metrics, but a lot of people watch them on TV. And the one thing that CSU is is they're a very pleasing team to watch. They're fun to watch because they shoot the ball well. They pass the ball beautifully. It's sharing. Uh, all over the place. They're third in the nation in uh, in assist rate. Um, and then now the defense is really grinding it out, and they've moved into uh, the top 35 territory in terms of the advanced analytics when it comes to defense. So they're one of all 13 teams that are top 35 in both offense and defense um, on uh, KenPom.com. and And if you look at the other teams there, it's all the number one and number two seeds. So they're in great company, and the defense is really what's turning things around.
1: I love that point by you, Steve. Um, you know, you could score eleven points and a half, where it looks like the end is near for your program, and then you, all you do is bounce back and you beat the best team easily at least at this stage the best team in the mount west conference you smoke them by 20 points if that doesn't say something about the resiliency of this team nico medved the stars on this team isaiah stevens and guy like joel scott man i don't know what does that that was an excellent point by you what a big win big moment for the rams
0: you know that that game i i got a chance to talk to some of the players after the game um and uh they were so fired up for that fight, like a Ram uh thing that's done with UC health to honor cancer warriors. Um, Isaiah Stevens, you know, his mom, his mom had, uh, had cancer. So he's a fighter for her, but I had a wonderful conversation with Joe Palmer after the game. And, you know, for a while, it looked like Pat Cartier, he was kind of 50, pro- 50 uh, to play. He managed to, to, to gut it out and, and, and give us 20 something minutes. But, uh, Joe Palmer was all set to be the backup, uh, backup big, and have to guard Great Osabor, who's a six-eight, two hundred fifty-pound All-Conference possible Player of the Year player from Utah State. And Joe was so fired up because he was he was going to be the backup to defend him. And so, and they were so fired up to play that game. It was uh, it, they really came out, played with incredible passion, incredible toughness. Um and they, they I mean a seventeen point halftime lead and then they just went through the went through it in the second half. They could have won that game by forty had they shot well, they were so good. So it was it was one of those great things. Uh the fight like a ram with U C health mm-hmm. was a, a, a wonderful experience. But the team really came through.
1: I know that's something you and I've talked about too. How near and dear that is to your heart. How special that is that Colorado State does that—the doubleheader and everything that goes into it. I mean, just it's one of the one of the coolest, one of the most important traditions in sports.
0: You know, it was it's it's a beautiful event. It is my favorite game of the year, um, having gone through it and having been one of the Cancer yeah. Warriors honored two years ago. But what was really funny, I don't know if you saw this on uh, on uh, X on Twitter, but uh, one of the, I don't know if it was CBS Sportsnet or somebody showed a highlight of Joel Scott dunking. And they referred to him by the name on the back of his jersey. They had no idea that he was wearing somebody else's name, and they said it was something like Johnson with the dunk, and it was hilarious. But that's what's so cool about yeah. the event is you see these names on the shirts, and that's who they're playing for. They're playing for their teammates. They're playing for their the cancer warriors, and they're playing for. For everybody that's there to honor the cancer warriors, it's just such a great event.
1: Oh, uh, well said, Steve. Uh, where can we check out your latest blog, your latest podcast? I know you're back at it, so you're getting into the back into the swing of things.
0: Yeah, I covered the game on my blog. Uh, uh, just a short uh, a short game summary uh, uh, at uh, crackerscollegehoops.wordpress.com, and I did a uh, a somewhat passionate uh, 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 podcast uh, last week in in preparation for the. Uh, the uh, Fight Like a Ram game. I'll do another uh, podcast sometime earlier this week. Uh, I might even record it today. Um, I want to make sure I keep people updated on where Isaiah Stevens at. You know, we only have two more games in Moby with Isaiah Stevens, one with Nevada and one with uh, Wyoming. And I'll cover some of the some of the numbers and some of the records. He said. You know, he became the all-time leading three-point scorer for CSU over the weekend. He's also the all-time two-point scorer. Having passed Nico Carvacho, he passed Andy Burley, who played back in the early 2000s for the three-point record. Um, He's now tops in Mountain West Conference scoring all-time. He's, uh, in terms of Mountain West games, third all-time in all games, trailing only Jimmer Fredette and and, uh, um, Sam Merrill. And he'll pass Sam Merrill with five or six more points. So he's about to move into second all-time in scoring. I'll be covering a lot of that stuff and just talking about some of the records and some of the people he's passing as he piles up his, uh, his assist numbers and his point numbers. It's really special to watch. And like I said, only two more games with him in, uh, in Moby.
1: Wow. Get out there. Get your tickets to go see one of the one of the greatest players to ever come out of any kind of college in the state of Colorado. A guy that'll be playing basketball for a living uh, next year either way, whether that's the NBA or whatever. that He's that special of a dude. And he's a special guy. He's a really good dude. Steve, always appreciate you, my man. And uh, we'll look to catch up with you next week.
0: Brady, thank you so much. It's always great talking to you too. And uh, and uh, have a great week, and go Rams.
1: All right, my friend. Steve Ivey, the swole cracker, he is a, I mean, he's a basketball guru. The dude knows everything about basketball. Love it. 1241, let's jump out and get the latest on the local sports flash. Hey, this is Matt Gator, color commentator for UNC Bears football and former UNC offensive lineman. You're listening to The whole Show on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA.
0: A six-time All-Star and a two-time Kia NBA Most Valuable Player from the
2: reigning champion, Denver Nuggets, the joker, Nikola Jokic. Oh,
1: that was the best part. Best part. No no need to watch anymore after that. Uh, Nuggets PA guy. Help me out. Help me out, Angel. I'm friends with him on Facebook. I should know his name. I follow a lot of stuff that he does. Kyle Speller. Kyle Speller, like, he's a stud. If you've ever been to a Nuggets game, you, you can honestly hear it when you're watching a TV. We need
0: everybody else yeah. on your yeah. feet.
1: He's stud. No one's
0: in your seat. Yeah!
1: Yes, yeah. Let's go! He's tremendous. After that, though, after the intro for Joker, then you can shut it off. That was that was how bad it was. I never watched the All-Star games, Angel. I'm out of it completely. I just don't care. Pro Bowl, All-Star, skills competition, three-pointers, dunks. I, I don't care. Uh, I need venom. I need real things to come from a game. So I just don't care. But I was curious because Joker's on the All-Star team. And I just wanted to see, like, are they playing any defense? Because the ESPN's even going at it. Like, they're even upset. You know, Scott Van Pelt. Tweets out last night. If they don't care, why should we? That's ESPN. Like, they, I thought they slobber over that stuff. So now you've got your NBA friendly media outlets upset with this. Something will change. I don't know how. I got this text, Angel. Um, Where is my text thing? Is this Aaron texting Aaron and Greeley? I thought if they did the All Star festivities with the in season tournament final, would be a fun weekend of basketball enjoyment. Well, the problem is you'd have to well you'd have to move the in season tournament because you wouldn't be able to collect enough data on the All Stars, so you'd have to move that. But I still don't know. I I think you got you know is the game worth it? Do you just do a skills thing? You make the All-Star game on paper and then you're involved in the skills competitions. I don't care if you're 7-foot center that can't shoot a lick, you're just in it. That might actually be fun. If you're an All-Star, you do the skills competition stuff. You don't actually we're not playing games anymore.
2: I would rather watch a simulated 2K game with the All-Star rosters and just watch that.
1: I'd rather watch them all just play a massive game of ping-pong or something. Dodgeball. I, that wasn't even basketball, Angel. It just, it just set the game back. It's just awful. Like, now you're hurting yourself. Before it was, okay, Brady hates all-star games. Fine. Go make your money. And if you're making money off of it and you, you've got great sponsors and the ratings are solid, then just do you. That's fine. But now you're not, you know. Now, now, now it's the point where I think that game actually is hurting you. It was that bad. Um, Big Hub said the dunk contest was boring. It's useless now. The All Star game is a joke. They need to bring people off the street and make something of it. Yeah, I don't. I would be open. I, if I were Adam Silver, I would be wide open for ideas. Eastside Chris, I thought yesterday the NBA is kind of smart. Hold All Star activities post Super Bowl, nothing else to watch, a little NHL, some golf, Daytona racing maybe. Then have a professional exhibition like last evening. Today NBA's joke. However, my five FanDuel guys made 50 bucks, so this afternoon NBA's okay. <laughs> uh well, you couldn't do it after the season. You know, these these guys, these playoff teams go so long, and it stretches so far. 82 games is a lot, I know, NFL that their sport is more demanding but 82 games is a lot and then if you're a playoff team if you're a deep playoff team you got to go all the way out into June and I just think saying hey we're going to have you all committed still for another week of basketball I I don't know because then you're going to have a lot of those guys out or they're on vacation once the finals start once the semifinals start all those teams that were in, pl- in the playoffs are now they're all going to do their thing I don't th- I don't know man I honestly don't know how do you make All-Star weekends better for all these teams? I mean, NFL got so crazy with it, they just switched the sport. They don't even play football, they play flag football now. So if you're the NBA, do you consider just switching it up completely? Half court, but you gotta play defense? If you <laughs> how do you make guys play defense? Just ask George Carl. He couldn't get he couldn't do that either. 1248 the time, it's the whole show powered by Chevron. We're on Northern Colorado's voice 103.1 and 1310 KFKA.
0: Speed with the Rams with the Isaiah Stevens Show on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. This is Brian Howell, Colorado Buffalo's beat writer for the Buff Zone, and you are listening to the whole show on 1310 KFKA.
1: True Safety Services. We'll offer CDL training as an accredited private occupational school through the state of Colorado. They have 25 years of CDL training experience. So I'm telling you, maybe you're thinking about it. You've been thinking about a CDL, getting your CDL and a career change. Just uh, you, you, you hear about it. You hear about some of these interesting work schedules. Maybe that's you. Check out our friends at truesafetyservices.com. Use KFKA10 for 10% off of the first class. First advantage text line is 888-530-0043. Flying Dutchman says NBA All-Stars are wealthier than most corporations. Expecting them to play hard and risk injury in an All-Star game is ludicrous. This is not the 1960s when plumbers and electricians were playing. Well, it's not even the 1990s, though, Dutchman. It's not even the 2010s. This is worse than it's ever been. These guys were actively like, screw you, NBA. We are... Joking around, having fun, laughing, you know, we're going to do the two-man weave going down there. You made a mockery of the sport. So, okay, I'll hear what you're saying, Dutchman. Then why have it? Do you re- Are you really selling? I mean, I'm sure there's advertisers that are spending big money on there. They had a halftime performer sing, and Candace. Candace Parker introduced her, and it was like this epic thing. I, I don't know. I I watched the last four minutes of the All-Star game. I kept it on in the background when they were doing the halftime thing. And then I thought, I said to myself, self, what are we doing here? What There's got to be an episode of Dirty Jobs or American Pickers on that I could watch right now. There's got to be something else. Avalanche, maybe. Avalanche, get a win. Let me Let me switch over. And that's what I did. I didn't go back. No interest. And, and listen, I'm a Joker guy. It's his birthday today. He's 29 years old. Happy birthday, Joker. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Susan and Cheryl like Joker's birthday. But I was like, come on. I mean, Joker doesn't care. Why? Why? This isn't for Joker. So you might as well just give in. If you can't beat him, join him. His first couple of All-Stars, he tried to do Jokery things. But it, he's out there with his boy, though. He's out there with Luka. So he's like, hey, let's just screw around, man. Let's just have fun. I honestly don't blame any of the players. And just don't put the sport on national TV if it's just going to be an absolute debacle. I mean, you're you're essentially just spitting in the face of basketball. So either don't have it or just do something different. I don't like the flag football thing that the the NFL is doing, but I don't. I'm not. I'm trying not to be that negative. Where if I can fix the problem by going away from it, then I then I, I'm not going to complain about it that much anymore. When I complain about rules in sports, it's because I watch those sports actively and I want them to change. So I'm going to complain about them. I don't have to watch the All Star game. If you're tuning into the show and you're upset that I don't have. You know, A through Z, here's what happened in the All-Star Weekend, then that's tough. This is not going to be the focus of my show. I'm never going to focus and do a full thing on, well, here's how so-and-so looked in the flag football game, and here's how the dunk contest went down. But the rest of the sports, the actual games that matter, I give my thoughts and my opinions and my takes on them because I hope that we can, you know, eventually you're hoping you can change something, or you're just complimenting something. So in this case, I'm more or less inclined to just go, Hey, if you're making money, great. Do you, man. I won't be joining you for this one. I'll see you when the regular season starts. Joker, I'll see you on Thursday. You know? But in this case, it was so bad. The aftermath you saw on social media, ESPN's going after it now. That's where you got to wonder, hey, are you hurting the game? Because, I mean, you get a bunch of people that... Maybe they liked watching Nikola Jokic throughout the course of the year. Maybe they've kind of gotten into basketball a little bit. And then they tune into the All-Star game, and they're like, this is just a bunch of rich dudes running around playing whatever. I hate the NBA. Maybe it's an extreme. Maybe it hurts your take on the NBA where you give it a break for a couple of weeks. When you're counterproductive, that's when big discussion starts happening. And I don't think Adam Silver was happy at all with the All-Star game. So I would imagine some kind of change is coming up very soon maybe they alter how they do it maybe it's not quite a game it's not like a full five on five basketball game anymore because that was awful that was just terrible 1257 it's the whole show powered by chevron buy or sell coming up next